0: Here's another inspiring message from Northside Community Church, Sydney. January 2022, and our first sermon series for this year is looking at future proofing your year. And last week, Barry kicked it off by looking at future proofing our priorities. And he specifically was focusing on. The fact that we need to make sure that we give God priority in our life, and also that we need to leave a legacy, and that we need to invest in other people. Today, I'm going to be looking at focusing or future-proofing our minds, and so the passage that we're going to be focusing on this morning is Romans 12one 1-2. I love this passage. And it says, Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. I don't know about you, but often when I'm sitting down and see a speaker come up, what goes through my mind is, I wonder what they've been thinking as they've prepared that message. I wonder how they're feeling as they step up onto the stage and to deliver that message. And the reason that I wonder that is, I wonder, do they have a battle in their mind that goes on like I do when I'm about to get up to speak and when I'm preparing a message? And it goes something like this. I'm so privileged, I actually get to share the word of God, and that's amazing, but what am I doing teaching from the word of God? It's such an uh, important job. I don't want to let God down. I don't want to mess this up. I feel sick to my stomach. Do I have something of value to share? Is my message too juvenile or too simple? I really don't want to waste people's time. I know that most people here probably know more about God than what I do. I hope what I'm wearing is okay. I hope it's not distracting. I wish I was more academic. I wish I was more confident. I'm shaking. I wish I could be funnier. I wish I had my life more together. Okay, Tina, stop. Breathe. I know. I know that God uses all types of people. And I know that God is with me right now. Okay, take a deep breath. Please, God, use me and speak through me today. Do you know that most of life's battles are won or lost in our minds? I don't know about you But I know that there have been many times in my life that negative thoughts have held me back from doing something new, from doing something challenging, from speaking up when I need to speak up. This is a doozy, saying no to something that I should say no to. And it has robbed me sometimes of experiencing joy. Do you, like me, also struggle with thoughts that hold you back? Do you know that this is a battle that has been taking place since the beginning of humanity? Right back in the Garden of Eden, when the snake used lies and deception, and Adam and Eve listened. And that moment changed the way that they lived their life, And it changed the way that they related to God. That is what we're facing right now. The enemy has been and is at work filling our minds with lies that hold us back from all that God has in store for us. And you know what? Even the Apostle Paul struggled. And in Romans 7, he records about the struggles he has with sin and obedience, with obeying the law and living under God's grace. And in verse 15, he puts it this way, and I can so relate to this. I don't know about you. I do not understand what I do. For what I want to do, I do not do. But what I hate, I do. The reality is, if we go about life unaware that we are in the midst of a battle, the enemy is able to sneak up and ambush our thoughts without us knowing it. And when it does, it can hold us captive, robbing us, of living the calling that God has given us and robs us of living in the freedom that Christ died for. Those lies can rob us of joy, peace, and calling, but thankfully, it doesn't have to be that way. But to gain freedom we need to be willing to engage in the war and not just remain in it. We need to protect ourselves with what God has provided for us, with the spiritual armor that Paul lists in Ephesians six fourteen to 17. We need to protect ourselves by putting on the belt of truth around our waist the breastplate of righteousness, have our feet readied with the gospel of peace. And in addition to this, we need to take up our shield of faith so that we can extinguish the flaming arrows of the evil one. We need to take and put on the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. So what, is the, what are the things that protect us? It's this. It's reading, knowing, and believing God's word. It is knowing who we are in Christ. It is knowing that it is Christ that makes us right with God, not ourselves. And it is knowing that we have been saved through Christ. It is our faith that extinguishes what the enemy throws at us. You see, if Satan's primary weapon is lies, then our greatest counterweapon is the sword of the Spirit. It's the word of God, it's God's truth. As we begin 2022, we're surrounded by uncertainty but filled with hope for what the year may bring. And we need to remember, as we look forward, that what gets our attention gets us. Our lives are always moving in the direction of our strongest thoughts. Because what we focus our thoughts on determines what we become. Are we being influenced by the world or by Christ? I love how the message puts Romans 12, verse 2. Don't become so adjusted to your culture that you fit in without thinking. Stop imitating the ideals and opinions of others. And I love how it puts Philippians 4 8. Don't dress in the wardrobe. Uh, don't dress in the world's clothes but dress in the wardrobe that God has picked out for you and you know that it's not just about what we do with our minds it's about what we fill our minds with if we fill our minds with the voices around us the world's noise then that's what will determine what we become and that will determine how we behave. We need to take time to reflect on what we're allowing to speak into our lives by examining who we are listening to. Is it the opinion of others? Is it advertising? Is it the expectations of society? Is it social media? Is it the hype of the media? We need to look at what are we watching on television, on Netflix, online. And what is it we're reading? Filling our minds with God's word and his voice is how you'll be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And you know the best part? It's not something we do, but it's something that is done in us. And it's about allowing God to do it. Letting him transform the way we think. Our experiences and our thoughts create pathways in our brain. At the end of last year, I attended the GLS, and I've been reading this book that Barry gifted to me by Craig Rochelle, Winning the War in Your Mind. And through the messages of GLS, and as I've read this, one of the things that I've recognized is that there are thought patterns that are affecting my personal and my work life. So, as the book suggested, I completed a thought inventory so that I could try to understand where these thought patterns were coming from. This involved writing down my thoughts on an ordinary day and then taking time to read through those thoughts and analyze them, uncovering any lies that were part of my thinking and seeking to understand where those thoughts came from, then replacing those lies with God's truth. What I discovered was that due to past childhood and work experiences, that I am often paralyzed by the fear of rejection. Growing up, I had words spoken into my life by people who are important in my life that said things like, in anger, I don't know how you could possibly have any friends. You're no good at. You will never achieve. This topped with the fact that I also lived with a fear of being punished for messing up. It didn't matter how hard I tried to be good, it was never good enough. And I've carried this into my relationship with Christ in feeling that doesn't matter how much I do, I'm not good enough. I also felt that I had to work hard to be loved and that I wasn't worthy to be loved. And that's been a great challenge in my relationship with God because I get that you're worthy to be loved, but I find that hard much harder to believe for myself. My mindset is that I have to work hard to make people like me. These experiences have meant that I have continually tried harder and harder to please others, but often felt like I've failed or been rejected. And this has formed my thought patterns and my pathways, pathways that I needed to change. See, we can train our minds to continue believing the wrong thing, or we can train our minds with the truth. To do this, we need to be filling our minds with God's word, with God's truth, taking time to listen to his voice, whether it be through daily devotions, memorizing scripture, listening to worship music, regular quiet or retreat times, Bible study, connect groups, as well as coming to church, youth, and Northside kids. As I've gone into God's word, one of the passages that has spoken to me so much through my most difficult times and as I've battled through this and I know that those at my youth group will know this very well, is Psalm 139. And it is a passage that I've memorized, and I've sat a lot of time in it. Every time I'm struggling, I go back to, because it reminds me that I am loved. It reminds me of whom I belong to. And it reminds me of how amazing our God is, and that he created me. And he knows everything about me, and that brings me such comfort. And you know the amazing thing? Every morning I sit down, or I lay down while I wake up, and I do um, a devotion from the U-Version app. Guess what the devotion on the U-Version app was this morning? Psalm 139. And I know, having taken the time to do that, that God was really speaking to me and just encouraging me that I am his, and that he created me, and that's given me such courage to get up this morning. And the song that we're going to sing after communion is another one that I often go to that Kieran is going to sing so beautifully, um, and so that you'll have an opportunity to reflect on that. As I've begun to understand the depth that God knows and loves me along uh, along with the need for him to search my heart, I realized that my value isn't in what I do or in what other people think of me, but in the one who made me. Your experiences and thoughts create pathways in your brain, similar to how a trail is formed through the bush. A well-worn path that people have walked down is easy to find and easier to walk along. And it's the same with the thoughts in our mind. But just as those pathways direct us through the bush, the pathways in our brain also direct our actions. If we want to go in a new direction, we need to create a new path. It is difficult to push through a a newly worn path in the bush. But the more you walk on it, the easier it becomes. And the same goes for our thought patterns. 2 Corinthians 10.5 says, Take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. We need to pinpoint the lie that we believe and replace it with the truth that sets us free. This step is an important one, as you cannot defeat what you do not define. If I feel the need to impress people, I need to take that thought captive, not just once, but repeatedly. It is an ongoing battle. I don't know about you, but I need to continuously redirect my thoughts. I have seasons where I walk closely with God and seasons where I allow the world to infiltrate my thoughts. These are the times when life becomes a struggle and joy is absent. The times where I grumble rather than be grateful. When I feel lonely rather than loved. I feel downtrodden rather than hope-filled, and I feel fearful rather than faith-filled. This is when I know that I need to redirect my thoughts and my mind. Our lives are always moving in the direction of our strongest thoughts. Where are we focused? What are you focused on? If you truly want to change your life, you cannot just change your behavior. Even if you do modify it for a while, the problem or issue will continue to resurface. That's why, at the start of every year, people set New Year's resolutions with intention to change their behavior and to do whatever it is different that they want to do. And people set out, and for the first few days they go strong, Maybe weeks, and if you're really, really committed, you might last a few months. But very rarely are we able to keep those behaviours up. And most New Year's resolutions, by the time we hit February, are out the door. We need, we have good intentions to try and change our habits and behaviours. But we need to go deeper and change our thinking for it actually to happen. We need to change the way we think about our food or diets, our thinking about addictions, our thinking about spiritual disciplines or exercise or work habits or whatever it may be for you. Christianity has never been about behavior modification, but about life transformation. And that's why here at Northside, we say that you need to belong before you believe and believe before you behave. True transformation is God's work in us and not our work. This transformation takes place when we draw near to God and shift our focus on him and on his word. You cannot have a positive life when you have a negative mindset. Your actions in 2022 will, affect, will be affected by what is in your thoughts and what is in your mind. What is holding you back from taking the next step, the next job, sharing your faith with the next person, taking on that next role? What lies are you believing? What are you focused on? What has your attention? Where is your head at? Is it the craziness of the world around us at the moment? The uncertainty? Is it your own thought battles that are going on in your head? Or is it sitting at the feet of Christ and soaking in the word of God? What gets your attention gets you. I want to finish with the verses from Romans 12:1 to 2, but paraphrased in the message version. So here is what I want you to do. God helping you take your everyday, ordinary life, your' sleeping, out readily recognize what he wants from you and quickly respond to it unlike the culture around you always dragging you down to its level of immaturity God brings the best out in you and develops well formed maturity in you when God has your attention he has you I pray that God has your attention in 2022 and that as you focus on Him, that you will be able to step into all that He has planned for your life this year. Well, thanks for tuning in. If you'd like to find out more about Northside, visit northsidechurch.org.au.